Welcome to the Galaxy's second EST NXT fan podcast. We are Next Up NXT. I'm Kyle. That dude over there that makes no mistakes is Nick. What's good, Nick? That's true. I've never made a mistake. <laughs> just like just like God. Just like God. It's not Sunday, but no. it is Friday. No, good it's Friday. not Sunday. Sunday. It's snow day. It, it is snow day. You know, we're doing this. You guys should appreciate us so much because no. it is a snowstorm here and it's like a wicked one and we're still recording for you, you know? It's going to be fun. I, I like a snow... Well, actually, it, it, it kind of sucks in certain ways. Um, yeah, but, but I like yeah, staying also, home. Also, this normally... I mean, we have been doing Next Up NXT nights. Yeah. Uh, this is Next Up NXT nap time. It's 2.43 p.m. <laughs> it's true. It is nap time. Uh, <laughs> that's why I'm drinking my non-nap drink of choice, coffee. You know? Keeps yeah, me up. Yeah. Hey, what, what did you think about uh, Poppy? And uh, the new theme song. If no one is familiar with Poppy, we actually talked about Poppy in like episode two or three of our podcast. And then now all of a sudden she's making a theme song for TakeOver. This was a a prescient conversation between you and I. You see, we knew we were tied into the the wavelength, the creative wavelength of NXT. So we we saw (laughs) that Poppy was indeed a relevant... Uh, topic of conversation for an NXT podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not true. We didn't know, but it, it's kind of neat that uh, she got that NXT Loud song. It's going to be on Takeover Phoenix. Yeah, uh, I, you know, I think their choices are hit and miss for me. But then again, people have different music tastes, and they seem to be more concerned with making thoughtful music choices than the main yeah. roster. I was surprised when I went on Twitter. So I'm a Poppy fan. Like I liked her music. I like pop music. That is my music of choice, and uh, it just makes me happy. So I put on pop music a lot. I listened to her first album before she had all that YouTube weirdness stuff, which I like a lot. I like that weird I do. persona <laughs> that kinda, she has. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of fun. Yeah, you don't know, like, she's is she supposed to be a robot, an alien, in, like, skin, human skin? I don't, I don't know. There's got to be a backstory that she and her producer came up with and they're sticking to it, and I don't think she's supposed to be human, right? Do you? It's some kind of a wonderful performance art deal that potentially was gimmick infringement, apparently. But oh, I, I, I didn't you know, know that. I'm just finding these things out about Poppy. This is a Poppy podcast. It is a Poppy podcast with an NXT recap at the very end. Um, That's true. So yeah, I really like it. I, and I was surprised. This is what I was saying. I was surprised on Twitter that people were more positive. I really, I went on there, I was like, I'm not going to like what I'm about to read here, and I tapped it, and most people were accepting, and they were really liking her <laughs> as the choice, because it's not, it's not your typical metal band that we get every time, but she is doing a metal song, like it's Poppy doing I mean, pop mixed with metal, and it sounds I'm, interesting. I'm not going to lie, when WrestleMania comes around, yeah. and that floor, that flow Rida theme, or that, you know... <laughs> Uh, Daddy Yankee theme or what, whatever they choose hits. I, I, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm like bobbing my head. I'm, I'm not, yeah. a, I'm not a snob of music. No, they uh, do a good but, job. But you know, NXT, uh, they, they try to get different stuff. Yeah, they try to get different stuff, and uh, so here we are with Poppy, and I think it fits. I'm excited for NXT Takeover Phoenix, but it's not the next Takeover. No, it's not. No. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't trying to change subjects or anything. It isn't the next takeover but before we get to that hard tease yeah that's a hard tease because that's coming up after the next segment which is what do we love about wrestling 
This Ooh. week. Do, who, who gets to answer this first? Probably you, right? Well, I just asked the question. Do I put well, up the question and then I answer it myself? That seems kind of selfish. Fine. I'll answer first and I'll say... I'll say something about NXT UK so we can come back around to it. Uh-huh. Um, but I was watching one of the episodes from this past week. And uh, at one point, uh, the Irish ace, who I'm now completely blanking on. It doesn't make any yeah, sense me to me. Irish notes. ace? The, the Irish ace, which would be uh, Jordan Devlin. Okay. Who is having a feud with the Kiwi buzzsaw, Travis Banks. Kiwi buzzsaw? That's right. He is, uh, he's from New Zealand. So okay. That's Kiwi. Mm-hmm. Buzzsaw, he, you know. Buzzsaw stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he buzzsaw stuff. <laughs> Jordan Devlin um, comes out during Travis Banks' match uh-huh. dressed as Jordan Devlin. Oh. I mean, dressed as Travis Banks. Okay, I, I was say. like, wow, that's. Yeah, not dressed as himself. <laughs> that would make too much sense. Yeah. Um, he's dressed as Travis Banks. And when he comes out, it's not clear who it is because, you know, he's wearing like this mask sure. that Travis Banks wears when he comes in. And uh, the announce team, it was great because Vic Joseph, you know, is, is sort of like the goody two-shoes straight announcer. And he he just says, who is that? And I think Nigel McGinnis just goes, it's it's Travis Banks. And he's just mm-hmm. been calling a match with Travis Banks in the ring. But he's such a, <laughs> yeah. a heel, like a, a heel leaning announcer yeah. that he, he like fa- either falls for or like goes along with the ruse. I love it's it. It's just, it made me laugh. That's that, all. And, and, and one more thing, though, about yeah. uh, Mr. Nigel McGuinness, who is heavily involved in NXT UK and NXT. Yeah. This gentleman has a doc now on the WWE Network. Is it on now or is it coming on after TakeOver? Um, I don't know if it's up now. That's a good okay. question. I thought it, it was... It's either up... Yeah, it might be after the TakeOver UK. That, that might be right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm interested in that because... Was it Kevin Owens said that was his favorite uh, in-ring um, competitor? Was Nigel? Yeah, I mean Kevin Owens put him over big on Twitter. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they they had um, they had interaction at Ring of Honor. Yeah, where Nigel McGuinness was for a long time, uh, and yeah, I I don't know this story very intimately, but I'm really looking forward to watching this and giving my my take. Yeah, I'm not familiar with um, Nigel in ring. You know, I've only heard him on commentary. And he, like, I feel like on NXT UK, he's really coming into his own. And I think that's because we've talked about the unloading issue with your brain where you're around certain people and you you designate subconsciously people to unload certain things off onto. And when he's on NXT UK, he can't unload on anyone because he's the main commentary guy. So he's providing the uh, personality he's providing like most of the commentary besides whoever his sidekick is. I forgot who that is. Um, yeah. But I feel like he's Vic Joseph. Yeah. Vic Joseph. He's coming into his own on NXT UK. And then I feel like that's starting to show up on regular NXT as well. Cause I wasn't the biggest fan of Nigel and now he's becoming better. And I think it's because of the UK stuff. He's funny to me sometimes. Yeah. Like he, some of his lines are really funny uh, as a heel announcer. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, as far as him improving, he probably. Um, yeah. I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a critic. I don't know if you knew this, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I I actively try not to critique wrestling so much as just like watch it because yeah. uh, when I critique things, I find that I'm usually more in my head. But nothing bad popped out to me with him. But I definitely. Like I'm noticing more that he's 
he's popping me like he's making me laugh yeah that's so. that's what i'm talking about like when totally. i watched him on nxt last year or you know whenever we started this podcast and i started watching nxt <laughs> more closely 40 episodes right. baby that's 40 episodes we've been on I, i'm pretty you know i'm pretty happy with that i yeah. would like to thank you for keeping you know i want to thank canceling you canceling once no i want to thank you you there know you go. um let's hug Next, let's hug it out time. and also anybody who's listening you know accept yeah. this hug it's a group hug um but yeah when we, when i first started paying close attention to nxt i just thought he wasn't providing um entertaining commentary as a heel commentator sure. and yeah. uh and i found myself like turning off commentary sometimes just because i didn't really like the team but i've really starting to like percy a lot and i'm really liking nigel and morrow is always morrow he's always great um so yeah i i think they're coming into it and it's just all this practice you know they've been on for such a long time of course you're gonna improve so anyway yeah and their their job is super important and but at the same time like standing out isn't necessarily what they're supposed to be doing all the time yeah Uh, so uh but anyway gonna check that doc out yeah and uh, what I love about wrestling is that time that Nigel McGuinness made me laugh watching NXT UK this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved the AEW announcement, you know? And yes, I think that was super important for all of wrestling and all of fans. I, I think that goes without saying. That's an obvious statement. But, um, you know, competition will bring more ideas into the marketplace for us as fans and for WWE because now they have a real competitor that will be on TV that's rumored, but it probably will happen. I mean, they're backed by Khan. Um, I think that's how you say his last name, K-H-A-N. Billionaire, right? His dad owns a football team and a European football team, I think. I think that's right. Yeah, that's Um, where the... There's a lot of money in that. Yeah, there's a, yeah, for real. And uh, so they're going to back that for, you know, the, the wrestlers are happy, it seems, already. They haven't even done a show yet. Um, yep, they've got Jericho, Paige, uh, some, like, interesting young talent, like yeah. uh, Joey Janela and MJF, and, uh, like, Britt Baker uh, was, yeah. was announced as well. That and, was huge. Uh, I just was so happy for her because even though she had a chance to show what she was worth on NXT. This will be much, much more of a spotlight for her. Oh, and, um, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's good. It's good because there are so much wrestling talent right now that there can be multiple shows. Yeah. And, um, I'm hoping that this is really successful. I'm hoping that there are podcasts like ours, uh, that grow up around AEW, all elite wrestling. Um, and I want to listen to those and I want to watch the show. Yeah, I'm excited. I just want to see, because story is so important to them, and Kenny Omega has said over and over again, which hasn't been, you know, official yet, but we think Kenny Omega will be in AEW when he can announce it in February. But story has been so important to Kenny Omega that that will be one of the main things that they're going to try to attack is story-driven wrestling, not um, wrestling-driven story or whatever. So... I want to see what their ideas are for story and wrestling and what kind of newness they can bring to that. And I'm just, that's what I love this week. The promise of just like great wrestling and I'm excited about it. It's going to be awesome. Um, 
Yeah, so that brings us to the NXT the UK show, which is tomorrow. Yeah. It's tomorrow. So if you're listening to this podcast, like it might be on right now. You might want to like oh, yeah. stop listening to us and watch. No. I think it's going to be at like 2 p.m. or something Eastern time uh, in the States. Um, but NXT UK, I, I, it's a great show. Uh, if you have time to watch it, you should. Um, if you're in the UK, uh, you probably are already watching it because it's really exciting and they're touring, you know, your area. Yeah. Um, maybe if, we, if we're going to talk about NXT UK, we need to get like God Save the Queen or some sort of a, some sort of a theme song. <laughs> I think, is that, that, that's free to use, right? It's so old. It, I think that is free to use. Okay, yeah. good. It's got to be. Yeah. I'll so, play it any, in its it, entirety. Yeah, the whole song. <laughs> play the whole song and then we'll talk about NXT UK f- yeah. for two minutes. But um, there are, I, I just have a couple notes. Well, I'm going to go down the card actually for NXT UK. And yeah, then I'd like to hear there it. There was, uh, I think today or yesterday, a press conference in London uh, at the NXT UK Performance Center, oh. which um, apparently is sort of the blueprint for what they're going to do in other territories yeah. uh, around the world. And so um, Triple H kind of laid out more of that vision at the press conference. It was pretty short, but it was basically to get to, to make the statement that NXT UK is a success moving forward. It's going to continue to grow. And we are going to establish this as a pattern Good. that we can, you know, have these performance centers all over. So, yeah, um, that's exciting. You know, yeah, it's it's certainly uh, what's the word uh, ambitious. Yeah, it is very much so. So this card, I'm actually excited about every match announced because they've done a, a good job building the characters mm-hmm. and feuds. Um, Travis Banks versus Jordan Devlin was the feud I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Uh, then we've got Dave Mastiff versus Eddie Dennis. Um, Pete Dunn versus Joe Coffey. Now this is for the NXT UK. Oh, good. It's on the line. That's great. Oh, my God. It is. And Pete Dunn has been the title holder there. Right. Over 600, 600 days. And Joe Coffey leads a faction called Gallus with his brother and with Wolfgang from Scotland. And they sort of, they like to make a lot of statements about how this is their kingdom. Yeah. And that's a loaded sort of phrase for Scots to come down to England and say oh, that. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. And they're just a really, like, terrific uh, heel faction. So, uh Pete Dunn on the other side of that, of course, has his boys in British Strong Style to yeah. back him up. So we've got that. Speaking of those gentlemen, Mustache Mountain will be facing the Grizzled Young Vets. Oh, wait a second. F- Zach Gibson is on a tag team? I'm not I'm not up to date with NXT UK. When did that happen? Well, uh, he was paired with James Drake, and yeah. um, it sort of makes sense. Like They really work well as a heel tag team and they sort of they made their way uh decimating babyface teams through this tournament that, i like that, that determined who was okay. going to be facing mustache mountain so these two teams will face off and uh it looks to be based on the the um composition of these two teams it's going to be like solid nxt tag mm-hmm. situation uh, yeah um, i like that so that's that's huge and then for the women's title, we've got Rhea Ripley, the current champion, or Rhea Ripley versus Tony Storm. Yeah, that's going to be fantastic. Which oh. th- you know they've had some th- some cool promo work with that, uh, and I just like both these wrestlers. I think the women's division is already interesting yeah. over there. Um, 
So yeah, NXT UK. It is new, but they've got that first takeover, and we'll see. We'll see if they've built well enough to it. Do you think... Okay, when you were talking about um, this past NXT UK episode, was it Travis Banks that came out dressed as Jordan Devlin? Is that what you said? No, or was I was it I, Jordan Devlin came opposite. out as Travis Travis Banks. Okay, so Jordan comes out as Travis Banks during the last episode. Do you think Jordan? So Travis comes to the ring first, then Jordan comes out dressed as Travis again, or maybe they come out at the same time and Jordan's like doing a mirror. <laughs> of travis so travis just gets doing, confused just like mirroring yeah, yeah mirroring all his motions that's the ultimate heel yeah thing to do is just and, and like even even copying everything he says uh yeah. no i think i think actually i think that match i'm i'm really excited for because yeah. they're both so good uh dave mastiff versus eddie dennis i'm the least excited for and i'm still excited for it <laughs> so, is dave mastiff um, that really big hulkin not hulkin but like just big huge Heavy guy, he's a big heavy fella. He's a okay. big old block of a man, and he's that's got the a, one uh, where they do the camera trick where he's walking around and the camera kind of does a slight little shake to yes, yes, okay. I love that. I talked about that yeah. before. I hope they're still doing it. Do they still do that with him? Uh, you know what? I'm I wasn't noticing that. Okay, so well maybe they probably do. Yeah, I hope so because I I swear they need to do that with Lars when he shows up on main roster. <laughs> I don't think they will because it's so subtle, but it it adds such a great effect and adds a lot to that character. If you want to build him up as a, like a legit monster, when he walks by the camera, why wouldn't it shake? You know, so let it shake. Uh, I think it's so it's it's silly. It actually yeah. is pretty silly. Yeah. But uh, I remember there was a, a movie. Um, you got served. Okay. Are you familiar with this movie? Yeah, the dance movie, uh, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. it's a movie about dancing, but there were a lot of times in that movie where you would have like a group stomp uh -huh. and then the camera would shake. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So funny. So good. So, uh, you know, I'm for that. Yeah. Definitely. Well, in a mo in the movie, the fourth wall wasn't really supposed to be there and then they kind of break it with that. But in wrestling, we, yeah. we know well, a camera's kinda, there. So if it shakes, it's hey, fine. You got served. I mean, th those dance sequences were kind of music videos. Yeah. And I think that was understood. But hey, listen, I'll defend it. Okay. I'll defend it. Okay. Um. Oh, I had a tweet I wanted to read. So we're done talking about NXT UK, I guess, right? Well, I mean, yeah. Watch it. Like, like Just go watch, watch it. it right now. I'm actually super excited because it's tomorrow. Yeah, I know. That's so awesome, man. I I hope I can watch it when it's live. I think I can. Um, I believe in you. All right. I had this one tweet. It was from Kona Kona Reeves, our boy Kona Reeves. Okay. Sometimes we read tweets because it it helps us look into the character of these wrestlers. A lot of them keep in kayfabe, you know, on Twitter, and I think that's fantastic because you wanna you wanna live more with the characters you care about. So like Gargano will be Johnny Gargano on Twitter. Champa will definitely be Champa, uh, and Kona is Kona. But what's funny about Kona is like he's got ten thousand followers, one of the lowest follower counts in all of the wrestling stuff. But also, like, no one interacts with it. So I feel like when I'm interacting with it, he sees it. So he He's knows who to. we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He has to. His biggest friend. Uh, fans. Yeah. Yeah. Friends. Yeah. Maybe. Hey. Maybe. Hey. You know, you never know. We could be friends. Maybe. We I just, hope so. You know, I like Kona. I want to be your friend, Kona. Yeah, we would definitely. But, you know, 
<laughs> we just live in St. Louis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, he could be on the podcast. <laughs> that's the only reason why we can't be friends with Kona. Please continue. <laughs> that is the only reason. What if we had a segment with Kona every week? Let's let's work on that. Actually, I I have an idea, and I, I don't want to interrupt, but no, interrupt. Go ahead. I'll I'll it, read the tweet in a second. Okay, it's Kona related. Listen, yeah. there's not a shirt for Kona. Um, I got a shirt for Kona. It's my best I know design. You got a shirt. I know. I think that like maybe WWE needs some ideas. Uh huh. And maybe we could like start workshopping some Kona Reeves shirt ideas. Okay. I like it. Let's do it. Let's just let's do a shirt a week until one lands and we see it in until the show. until they're like okay we'll put one out. Yeah, I think I think that's right. Okay. It, um, it, <laughs> please don't do that, but do it or not. I will. I'll do a shirt a week for course. Kona. I'll. I'll cancel all the projects i'm working on that's what i'm saying clients. kyle there are... <laughs> <laughs> all right please continue with <clears throat> i want to hear about this tweet i want to hear kona, about it. kona uh tweeted to the dude at the gym wearing crocs with terrible bo that just murdered two minutes on the stairmaster next to me you were destined for greatness and to me i like to think that kono is talking about himself like he's looking in the mirror and he's yeah. because he he says two things that kind of dig at this guy at the gym, but then he talks about how this guy just murdered, like he gives him a huge compliment. Like he murdered the oh. Stairmaster. That's great, well, right? So wouldn't he only be. compliment himself? And is you he never talking know about with the tweet? You never know with the tweet, but I'm my divining rod is picking up a hint of tongue in cheek. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, two minutes is not very much, is it? No. <laughs> okay. I didn't. I kind of skipped over that. Yeah, you're, man. You're giving our boy some credit, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think he's healing out. I think he's healing out. Oh, okay. I thought he was trying to talk up himself, but he was acknowledging that he had terrible BO and that yeah. he's wearing Crocs. But no, you're right. Two minutes is not much. So never mind. Screw that uh, theory. God, you're shooting down my next salsa theory. This is my job. Yeah, I know. Okay. Listen, you were right about Poppy, so... Yeah, I was. And I'm right about Gargano so far, so uh, which we'll talk more about after this next segment, right? This is NXT related to its randomness it outside of the NXT ring. It's got to do with Lars. So Lars was supposed to be on Raw, supposedly. Um, okay, like, wait, 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 wait. Before you tell this story, yeah. where'd you hear it? Who told you? Uh, Reddit. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> no, but Meltzer, like a Meltzer quote on Reddit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I try not to say his name because I don't really, I don't know how I feel about Meltzer. I don't really like Meltzer that much. But anyway. Meltzer's name just makes me think of like a, a Frisco melt and then I want to eat. I'm hungry. Well, now I want that. Now we're going to have to turn off the podcast, go get a Frisco melt, come back and finish it. Okay. Okay. So. All right. Uh, and we're back. <laughs> and we're back. According to Meltzer, Lars missed a dark match on Raw. Like, he was supposed to be at Raw. He's, he should have wrestled a dark match, but he left. And um, we don't know if he never went to Raw or if he was there and he just left because something got in his head. But he had an anxiety attack, according to the front office, okay. supposedly. And um, But instead of reprimanding him, they were actually pretty cool with it because he was upfront about having that anxiety attack and they're helping him. So, um, he, Lars is Lars. He's huge. He's 
probably going to get a big push when he debuts because that's the kind of guy I think they need more of, big guys. Um, yeah. But if he's having an anxiety attack, that kind of might derail whatever plans they have. But I, I just, I thought it was interesting that they're going to help him instead of, you know, reprimand they, him. Of for course, of him. course they should. My heart goes out because I'm, I'm an anxiety brother. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> You know, I think for a long time, and we're starting to change this, we've got a long way to go, but yeah. when something happens with the mind, which, by the way, anxiety is not just a mind thing, it's very much a full body experience, yeah. if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, but we sort of delineate like, oh, something, if you're sick in your body, that's somehow, you know, acceptable, but uh, if you are sick somehow in the with your mind, or if you have some sort of uh, problem mind-wise, uh, that that is you know, something to be ashamed of. So, yeah. uh, you know, people come to anxiety and other, other things like that and panic attacks, they come to that through totally different paths. And so everyone's path out of it or, mm -hmm. or through it is different. Um, but I wish Lars the best and I think he'll be all right. Yeah. I want to believe. Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, he went from NXT, which is just, what, a couple of thousand, maybe not even a couple of thousand people watching, to going to Raw where he was going to wrestle in front of, like, a huge amount of people, but also, well, it was a dark match, but still, I mean, you start thinking about what Raw is, and that can get in your head. That's millions of people watching at home, right? And it's like, oh, right. man, like, I can't screw this up now. Like, I was developmental. If I screwed up, it was okay to a point. But if I screw up here, then like I could ruin everything I've built. So I could see how his mind was probably like just too much and he had to go home. And I hope he gets over that. Hope he gets whatever therapy they're about to do or whatever to help him out because it would be nice to see him. I, I like Lars. I came around on him. Big fan. Hope, hope he can get through it. So anyway, that's the randomness. We love you, Lars. We love Lars. Yeah. <laughs> I love Lars. <laughs> uh okay here's the recap what are we at i don't i don't even have a timer anymore we're at okay so this is about a half hour in we're ready to Good. get this recap i don't think that's bad we've been talking about nxt yeah kyle yeah it's true so and a little bit of aw yeah, yeah. that's okay that's what we loved now we're talking about what we loved about this week this is the weekly recap first i didn't know we'd start off with a gargano promo and i mm. this was one of my favorite things this is probably my favorite promo I've seen in a long time because so much happened. It wasn't just Gargano. We had Gargano come out, then Ricochet come out, came out, and then Champa came out, and then Alistair. And it was just such a overload of goodness that I think we need to talk about what happened. So my word for this whole episode of NXT is efficient. Oh my god! Yeah, dude, it was great. Um. Yeah, Gargano set his team up with Champa was a one-time thing, and Champa, you're oh. still trash. Okay, hold on. I got I got the audio clip for that, so let's listen Ooh. to it. Okay. No, 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 no. Guys. I heard what Tommaso Ciampa said a few weeks ago, but don't get confused about a moment in the cage that meant nothing. It was a one-time thing. It was a one-time thing, and it will never happen again. Hey, hey, as far as I'm concerned, you're still a piece of trash with a championship that I want. With a P 
piece of trash that a championship that I want. I wow. So this when you before the you're a piece of trash with the champion. Well, even with that, here I'll make it work. Okay, stick with me. Let me talk about how this sounded to me because I've been in this sure. situation with the championship belt and wrestling. Anyway, this sounds like a boyfriend who got caught, right? Because he's like, <laughs> that team up was a one-time, it was a moment, it was a one-time wow. thing and it'll never happen again, right? That was a boyfriend who gets caught or a girlfriend who okay. gets caught. Let's, I wasn't let's making this connection, but I am, I'm, I'm strapping in. Okay. Strapping and, in. <laughs> and someone's moving something down the street, it's real loud. Anyway, so it was a boyfriend or girlfriend who got caught. Yep. But you know what happens next? The moment was too good in their head, right? It's it's going to be in the back of their head. And so he goes for a second moment and a third. He's denying that they happen, but they're going to happen. Before you know it, he can't stop tagging and finishing other people off together. Wow. Right? Well, I what I think about is the look on Ciampa's puppy dog face. Mm-hmm. When yeah, he looked hurt. Yeah, <laughs> was this rejecting is him. It was. It was the right in front of his face. Yeah, I because thought, this, was, I thought yeah. this was real. Yeah, I thought what we had was no. real, man. I thought we no, had you love. Just the, you, you were just the Mister. Get out of here. Nah, man. He's Champa's going to be like, oh, I'm going to make him miss me. So <laughs> he, he's not letting go. You know that. And probably not. Gargano. Oh my God, they love each other, man. So he he's saying these things. He doesn't feel it. I don't sign off on this yet. I'm not with you yet. Oh, okay. Well, I, I mean, I'm seeing it with Champa. I mean, he kind of looked kind of disappointed, but yeah, Gargano, I think he maybe is okay. It is kind of weird that he just pivoted to the yeah. North American title, like yeah, at the at the suggestion I, of his enemy. That's <laughs> a clue. That's a clue that he does kind of care a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, so and also he's putting in that Trojan horse thing. I, it's still part of it. It's still part of it. He loves him, but he also wants it. You know, it's like he's going to have his cake and eat it too, I think. Um, here's the thing. He calls him a piece of trash. That's really mean. <laughs> but I've been in a situation where I was comp- so mean to someone that I liked at the time. So yes. mean. And I ended up taking her to homecoming. So like to the point where it was almost piece of trash talking like that. And then I take her to homecoming. Like, and she's okay, she, you know. You know, you know, before you're really okay with yourself. She was the champ, I was the Gargano. Before you're really okay with yourself, you do have a hard time expressing, like, genuine approval of others. Yeah. And so, you know, we could be seeing that here where Gargano is not okay with himself, and so he's just throwing out words like trash. That makes sense, doesn't it? He's not Makes okay sense. with himself. That's why he is what he is right now. I mean, now that you've now that you've given me some real world examples that I can latch into and say, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, now both of these guys have different dance partners, and this uh-huh. this next takeover. I mean, both of those matches have huge potential. Gargano versus Ricochet. Gargano. I want to believe Gargano gets the title right away because I think I do that- too. That furthers the story so much. Like, it just opens up so many possibilities and starts playing into the Trojan horse. So I want to see it really badly. Like, Gargano with a North American title would look so good, wouldn't it? 
I think I think those guys with titles like it would it would heighten the story. It would yeah. it would it would or maybe Gargano wins a title and Ciampa loses his. Could you imagine? I mm, I don't want to imagine that because that's not what I worked up. That's not what I wrote down yeah, in my what's yeah. going to happen in 2019 storybook right. for NXT. So you're one of those fans with if things don't happen the way you think they should, <laughs> you're going to be upset, right? That's it. Uh no, I won't be upset. I think I would be along for the ride because I do want to be surprised, but I like also kind of guessing at what's going to happen because I'm so involved right. uh as a you know, love for wrestling. Um but for you it's really two storylines. It's the storyline yeah. that's presented to you and the one that you get to have in your mind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's true. I like that. I am excited about Gargano versus Ricochet because that is, to me, a Spider-Man versus Venom match. And with Ricochet being Spider-Man and now Gargano being Venom. And I think we're going to have a real... Seriously, that's going to be a real superhero match in the ring. Because Gargano can do anything and Ricochet can do anything. And, oh my God, dude. Can you imagine what that match is going to be like? I just... (sighs) It could be good. I think it's going to be it's got the it's got the potential. I'm I uh I think I'm probably looking forward to that one a little bit more, but Champa yeah. Black equally as almost yep. as uh compelling. I think the emotion is heavy on both of those matches, so I I'm excited for both of them. Um I really liked at the end here how Alistair does the video I don't know how I feel about the video package and then you show up well, behind the guy. Well, we got to complain guy. about something or else this podcast is going to get boring. <laughs> Well, yeah. You got to complain. That's what I've <laughs> that's what I've learned. You have well, how to. Do, how do you feel about it when there's a video package and then the person has to turn to watch the video and then that said person <laughs> should, like just appears behind them, you know? You know, it's I kinda... I'm kind of I like it within wrestling. Yeah. Although it does sort of it does bleed over into cartoonish because in in the same way that like playing everyone's entrance music whenever they run out yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> does like it's one of those things yeah. that I'm kind of willing to accept because seeing Alistair Black really huge and scary is kind of yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, it reminds me of a time when uh, Vince McMahon's big face was on one of those large monitors, and Triple H like hits the monitor with a sledgehammer. Oh, and then like Vince like winces <laughs> like it hit oh, him. Oh, that's great. I love it. Yeah. That's so um, so but no, as far as like it kind of being goofy and unrealistic yeah it is a little yeah i i like the idea that behind that is alistair makes this video and he's like you gotta play this so i can uh so i can surprise champa from behind yeah you know, i mean the, that's like, yeah yeah that's <laughs> to, gotta be it like this was his plan yeah and uh how wrestlers hijack the production elements of these shows is never discussed yeah but they do it a lot yeah I would love to see a behind the scenes like documentary on just <laughs> about how like <laughs> setting that up and like yeah you know trying to make people understand yeah it would be really right, fun this, this um, is the timestamp you need to use but he takes That's him out Alistair Black Alistair takes out Champa and then um or does he does Champa run away I forgot what happened well Alistair Black oh, begins to he take begins, out yeah. Champa um, and then they kind of go off. A, behind backstage yeah and he's about to hit some kind of a ddt or something on on the announce table and yeah. then champa scurries out and and he the whole time he's watching that big video yeah he, he's like that big facetime like he's just like clutching that title oh yeah like a baby dude 
And Alistair calling Gargano that your dog of war, like a, oh just yeah, the way he delivered that line and with with his hand, he kind of just like, just kind of shoves it away, like it's doesn't even matter. It's little. It's beneath him. Uh, the get your dog of, of war out of here. The nature oh of God. the Gargano Champa thing yeah. is like, it's to the point where, even even like we watch it all the time and we don't really know. What, how they feel about each other or if they've had right. any sort of cooperation thus far. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Because didn't Gargano have that tweet? Which tweet? <laughs> Is that Ciampa or Gargano? The one, the DIY trying? Do you know what I'm talking about? Man, I, I want to say Gargano had a DIY tweet that was black and white and so did Ciampa. Um. I can't remember at this point. We can look it up, but I mean... Well, Gargano, I have the tweet here. He said, yeah. I will take over or oh. I will die trying, except yes. he spelled die D-I-Y. Yes, so exactly. Why, yeah, why is like two or three keys away from E? Yeah, I know. That was on purpose, man. That was on purpose. Or I mean, he probably tweeted from a phone, in which case, you know... Uh, and it probably... Fat fingers. Maybe he swiped. If he's, if he's a swiper... <laughs> You know, you got to remember, swiper, no swiping. I think here's what really happened. Either he did it on purpose or DIY is like in his predictive text because That's what I'm he's saying. always Googling it. Yeah. Well, he's also, but also like he probably back when they were together, they wrote DIY on their phones a lot. So if he swipes while he texts, you know, yeah. it's just, and they, yeah, yeah. they were finishing every text with DIY heart. Yeah. See, but yeah. then again, we should, we should, oh man, we need to research this. Let's. If we uh, type in DIY maybe a hundred times in our phone and just text each other just DIY, right? Back and forth. And then we try to swipe or type die. Does it do predictive text? I'm not willing to do this. I'm not willing to do this. Well, will you be willing to accept a hundred texts of DIY? (laughs) I just don't care enough. (laughs) Okay. I do. So, um... No, 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 no. Listen, he (laughs) did do it on purpose is my theory. That's what I think too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um... I, I love this promo. It, it was just a lot. Oh, and Gargano uses that distraction to super kick Ricochet. Just all around great promo. He does. Really sets up a lot. And uh, man, we're about to get some really good wrestling from those two matches. On I get the impression team. that Ricochet might be subject to the wiles of one Johnny Gargano. This man is not to be trusted. Yeah. Oh, oh, for sure. You know Champa's going to help Gargano win that match. I mean, 100% now that I forgot that I even thought about this yesterday, but Gargano is 100% getting that title because Champa will not let Gargano lose this match. Unless Alistair comes out to stop Champa, but I don't think that's going to happen. No, no. A peace offering or even better, a love offering to his dog yeah. of war. Yeah. Gargano is going to see Champa help him and he's going to be like, "I do want that title." I do. Yeah, want of that. course. Of yeah. course, he'll accept help if if it's if it's given. Yeah, he wants. Okay, what did he say that he wanted for 2019? Wins and championships. If Champa comes out and helps him do the DIY finisher on Ricochet, he's gonna take it because he wants that win and he wants that championship. Oh yeah, my and, god! And I think from Champa's perspective, th- this could all still be a ruse where he is just trying to put Gargano off of his title. He oh, figures if sure. Gargano has that, it'll be off his back. Layers. But I, I I tend to agree that Champa Champa wants that relationship back. Gargano, maybe maybe they've already 
established, reestablished, yeah. and they're not letting us know. Yeah, maybe. But also, yeah. it can be both. He can want the relationship, but also want to retain the title. He's going to be selfish. I mean, there's no, there's no way that Champa is um, back to lovable good guy Champa at all. He's still bad guy Champa. He just misses Johnny. So like, he wants to retain his title. He's going to keep Johnny get, away. Hey, bad guys get lonely. Yeah, bad guys get lonely. You know, bad guys get lonely. Palpatine doesn't. I don't know anything about Star Wars, so forgive me. But Palpatine doesn't. Right there. Palpatine. (laughs) No, listen. In Star Wars, no (laughs) one gets lonely. No one gets lonely, and characters don't. Never mind. I'm not. I'm not. Palpatine wants to retain power. Yes, but he wants Kylo Ren to. God, Palpatine really only wants. See, if you're a Sith, you only need one friend, and that's your uh, apprentice who will kill you. Right. Eventually. Yes. But how do you keep him away? You got to keep him happy by giving him worlds to feed on. Yeah. I don't know. No, actually, Star Wars is perfect uh, for yeah. this. Yeah. I, I <laughs> There's only so. two Sith. Yeah, yeah that's that right. Um, what, what was next here? We had Bianca, Bianca and yeah, Nikki Bianca get, finally gets to close the book on Nikki. Like, the, I was so happy for her after this match because, like, these matches with Nikki and the way they were ending were just bogus. Yeah. And, no, for uh, real. and I liked the match. Like the match was yeah. really good character stuff for both. I agree. And especially uh, for Bianca. <laughs> oh yeah. Especially cause she wins. But, um, so I forgot about their feud already. Like I, we've talked about this before. If you're new, I have horrible retention and I just forgot that they had had what two other matches. Cause it's been a while. They, yeah, I mean, they've sort of, uh, yeah, they've had a couple matches and they've been involved in stuff. And the last um, match didn't even have a finish, like not a proper ending. And and yeah. we talked about how I, from my perspective, it was Nikki's fault for taking the uh, fight outside just because she's a uh, she's more into the crazy moment of yeah. fighting than winning a match. Which um, I don't like that. I mean, I don't, I don't mean I don't like it from like a fan standpoint watching the show. I think it's cool to have characters like that, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to root for them. Right, right. Yeah, I could see that. And I want a match to have a finish like that, of course. I don't want it to just end outside. Bianca's trying um, to get wins. She's trying to remain undefeated. Yeah. So I felt like, yeah, I was totally behind Bianca, obviously, because I love Bianca. But Same um she did some really interesting character growth here too, because you. Here's the thing with Bianca: she sport. She comes from a sports background. So what do you do in sports? You you perform, you review, you adjust, then you perform again, right? And review is in you watch tape. So you perform, you watch what you just did, you adjust based on all your faults or whatever mistakes you made and then you perform better the next time so she had two other matches where she reviewed all that tape and was like okay nikki's gonna do this nikki's gonna do that and that showed in this match because she didn't fall for anything at all from nikki she like destroyed nikki most of the match and it was just amazing to watch that kind of growth from bianca and we don't often talk about like the match continuity that happens in nxt that's really nice i mean we mentioned it with gargano champa especially but like they're always there are always nods to previous matches. You see like a move that would have defeated someone like in, yeah. in the in the next match, they'll find some way to get past it. Um and that's what we got to see here with Bianca. And she did she didn't use her hair either to defeat Nikki. So she tried. But oh, she did try? Okay, I didn't see that part. 
Early on, she tried, it missed, and then she didn't go back to it. Okay, yeah. I like that she didn't need it for the finish, you know? And that just shows how strong she is. Like, she's ready for that title because she didn't have to resort to her secret weapon against uh, Nikki Cross. So, I'm glad it had a book end to it. Um, Did you notice that Bianca tried to do a Rainmaker? I I didn't see that. I saw that in your notes, but... uh... Yeah. I didn't see that. I had some notes like I thought Belair's spear was crazy. Oh yeah. I thought yeah. she like she showed she showed that she was frustrated really well. Um I also made a note of the fans reaction because there was an undefeated slash overrated chant going on. Oh wow. And uh that's good. I mean if you if you have people in the audience fifty fifty yeah. But they're both talking about you. That's yeah. kind of nice. That's amazing. And it should, honestly, because her character isn't like a full on no. baby face. It should she be should, a little great. She is rubbing people the wrong way. A, yeah. lot, a lot of people, you know, um, I gave a defense of her. I remember that one time, yeah. like, this is why she's acting like this. She's won all these matches and, you know, she feels like she needs her shot. But, you know, her character isn't interested in winning over the crowd. Yeah. She is interested in being great, and then, you know, get on board or don't. Yeah. She likes taking over everything she does, and then she moves on to the next next thing. She's like, okay. And I'm I... a people pleaser, and I don't want to be, and I don't want to root for people pleasers. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, like, when, you know, when you see, like, a, a good guy wrestler, like, try and, you know, pump up and get the crowd going and stuff, I totally get why they're doing that, because you need volume. That's the whole point. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm never like, yeah, you. I'm just like, eh. Focus on the match, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Be more like like Pat O'Connor. Yeah. I I like the idea of Bianca just getting better with each match against an opponent. So, like, if she continues to have a series of matches against people, I think she should come out on top by the third match. And um, I feel like she should hold the title. You'd be happy with her having the title, right? You're a big Bianca guy. I don't know. I don't think I've seen a match with her like at a takeover. Yeah. So we have had we've had awesome TV matches with her. We've had uh, really good character stuff from her. Yeah. So I'm like excited to see where the character goes. Uh, but we just you know she hasn't had her turn yet. And and um, yeah. with Lacey going to Raw, with Lacey Evans going to Raw, yeah, Bianca's <clears throat> star is only going to rise that much faster. Yeah. I think. No, uh, it's right. So. So She's we got way over. I mean, the crowd gets her, they know her, they like her music, yeah. and then they've decided what they think about her, which is huge. I think the crowd loves every woman on the roster, right? Well, no, I well, some of them didn't like Bianca, but uh Yeah, but I mean but I, I I guess I she can was see pretty what you mean. They're like they're sort of behind it. Yeah. Um Yeah, we, well, the women's matches on NXT are really good, so yeah. that <laughs> probably has something to do with it. Well, I'm just trying to think of like do they have, like, to be honest, we love Kona, like, for real. We like the mystique of Kona. I do like, I all, think he's really obnoxious and funny. Yeah, but they're all, that's one guy we can say that a lot of people aren't fully behind. People, yeah. But there pictures. isn't, there isn't a woman like that on the roster for NXT, and I think that's, that's awesome. Like, they're doing well, really great. God, yeah, I can't think of one, honestly. No, so. I can't either, but uh, it's also a smaller yeah that's true but you know there could be someone but there isn't so um what do we have oh i know who there is actually there's someone oh 
Now she has her fans. She has her fans, but uh, it's Aaliyah. Oh yeah, but they Aaliyah they hate her for the right now. reasons. That's the big thing I've noticed. We haven't seen her in a little bit, but when she yeah. comes out, she does have a group of supporters. But she is overall, uh, you know, jeered by the NXT like, fans. Yeah, I always felt like people did that for the right reasons. You know, like she is trying to get them to hate her. And she does it in a good way, and I felt like I know. I I think though I I see what you're saying. So you're you're thinking like, okay, I want to ask you this, Kyle, yeah. because it's sometimes it's hard to tell the difference, and sometimes it's hard to tell the difference even within myself as a fan. So yeah, um, when Elias was on NXT, mm-hmm. and he had that drift away heat, and it was pretty like every time he wrestled, the crowd was just over, just loudly get out of here, and a lot of people who I know watched the show and followed yeah. the show, were like, that guy sucks. Yeah, I was one of them. Right. That's when but I first I always, started watching it. I always thought that he was like, that that was like good, you know, that that was like, this is a big reaction. Um, and I think that's like a, that's a uh, debate that goes on a lot with wrestling. Yeah. And I honestly don't know. I don't so, know all the time. That's hard for me to go back and revisit because that's when I first started watching. So I wasn't aware of the idea that people would be faking their hatred, you know, like they would be booing well, not, him because they should be booing him. I don't um, like faking your hatred. Cause when I yeah. go to a wrestling show, sure. I can look at, uh, let's think of a good example. Eddie Kingston is a guy who's been to St. Louis area a lot lately. And of course, I'm going to root against Eddie Kingston. He's, te- you know, he is just, he's really mean on the mic. Yeah. Uh, his style is just very, he wrestles a heel style. And I feel that. I feel anger against him and everything. But mm-hmm. like, he's super talented. And yeah. he, I always like to see him on the card. So um, I think sometimes, and, and this is just an idea, maybe someone's hatred for the character, you know, overrides any sort of appreciation they might have for that talent. And is that good? I think it's beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that was, I I really, I really hated Elias. I just felt like I didn't, I felt like he was not talented, even with what he was trying to do, like the parody songs that he was trying to do and stuff. They just didn't sound good. His voice didn't sound good. His wrestling was just kind of boring when he was starting out on NXT. I really subjective. Yeah, yeah, that's totally. Subjective. I like I like boring wrestling. So yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I was yeah. That was when I first started watching, so I didn't understand a lot, and um, I just wanted to see who I wanted to see, and I felt like he was taking yep. up too much time, and um, because he he was he was in the middle of the ring playing a guitar before he could do anything else, um, and a lot of times that would happen before he had his match. So it was almost like Naito level. Here we go with New Japan Naito level yeah. of just taking your time before you actually well, can wrestle. That's um, true. And like doing that, doing that whole shtick, yeah. like is way, you, you have way less, this is taking too long anxiety on a yeah. three hour show. <laughs> yeah. Like he can stay out there as long as he wants, you know, sure. I've just got, everything is couched between 20 Domino's commercials uh, on raw. So yeah. um, I'm happy to see anything, but uh, yeah, anyway, I just thought it's an interesting, I don't have any like conclusions on that, but mm-hmm. there are just a lot of times where I feel like it adds to the wrestling experience to be genuinely annoyed. Yeah, I can I can see that. Uh, because in, in here, I'll say why even. And it's time to get deep. Let's go deep. Okay. Do we have a let's go deep uh, theme song? 
Uh, what should that be? On something underwater? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I don't know something romantic, but let's go deep. Um, deep blue I, with, yeah, deep blue is a movie, right? I think it's valuable Surfing. for wrestling characters who really get under your skin. A good example of this that you can just pick out of the wrestling world right now mm. is a young man named uh, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Mm-hmm. Uh, you hate this guy. Oh, you hate this guy. <laughs> he yeah. wants. He loves that. Right. He is clearly wanting to get real and he gets it out of me he really does get real hatred out of me but then i can laugh and it's really a great like for me it's almost therapeutic because all the things he's doing to get under my skin are things that people do in real life to get under your skin probably at like not so turned up of a volume sure volume sorry i'm from st louis um but but mjf does that it works, and then I can look and be like, oh, this reaction is silly. I shouldn't actually be upset, but I was. And just yeah. recognize that that's a thing that happens. Uh, it's almost it's almost therapeutic for me, for me. When I was... Wa- so the first thing... Let's talk about MGF for a second before we get back to the Street Profits. Um, Why not? He's, the, <laughs> he's a future star. He's a future star. I hope so. Like, my hatred wasn't because... He was making me hate him because of what he was saying. It was, I thought he was performing what he was saying very poorly. I don't think he was delivering the lines well enough for me to care to hate him. I was like, yeah, I felt like that was a weak point for AEW because I was like, who, this guy's not even good at what he's doing. Get him off the stage. You know, like 100,000 people are watching this to see what AEW has and they put this dude up here who can't even perform as a heel like in a believable way that was bothering me but i believe it i think he is that i think he is that yeah and if that's his character that's great and i can accept that and i've done after that after you said you loved him i was like okay i'm missing something here so i went and did research i watched some of his matches you have so much faith in me i do well i want to i can acknowledge that i can be wrong you know if i say that i hate someone it's based on one moment and I'm like, there's, yeah. he's got history, so let me go do some research and see if I actually hate him or not. I'm wrong all the time. And yeah. I should say, like wrestlers who I'm not interested in, I get interested in a lot. That happens right. a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I like coming around on people because I want to genuinely enjoy what I'm about to see. Like, if they're going to put MJF on, I don't want to turn it off because I hate the guy so much. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I saw and something. And also, I, oh, I'm sorry. I just want to oh. say real quick. Yeah. You could say anything... I'm not going to defend MJF like I would defend anyone else because he talks so much shit that yeah. the idea of you talking shit on him, I'm not like going to stick up for him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's I'll fine. let him like, I'll let him stick up for himself when he listens to our NXT podcast. I would, which I'm sure. I'm sure love him does. to come on and then we could just talk shit to each other the whole time. You, you would get destroyed. Uh, well, maybe, maybe not. Maybe you wouldn't get destroyed. I would. I, I don't would know. Destroyed. I don't know. I've, yeah, who knows? Let's you be might in that be able position. To hold your own. You might have some ability I'm not aware of. I might pull out an ability. That might be my superhero. <laughs> you're ability. an asshole. You're like you're a secret asshole. Well, I used to be one, so why can't I go back, True. pull that old power out that's just been pushed down for so long? Maybe it I wants to come out, and maybe MJF. I can't do it. I can't. I can't pull it back <laughs> out because mine. If I start, I'll just, I'll, it'll, it'll disintegrate. It's basically like that muscle has atrophied. I can't do it anymore. Maybe, oh my God. 
we would probably end the end of the universe. That's what would happen. I'd, I'd feel so bad. I'd start feeling guilty. I can't do what he does. Yeah. Everybody would just disappear like on the Avengers. They would just disintegrate if we had that podcast with MJF. Let's not do that. MJF, uh, I'm a big fan. Next up, <laughs> Street Profits. They, Street they profits. hate locked doors and they nope. really love open doors. That's what yep. I got from this. And These I have guys, the, this was what? a long promo to let us know that they're still class clowns. They're like NXT high class clowns. That's their spot. Yeah. I, I thought it was really so, funny. I took the audio from this so you can listen to it. I thought it was oh. really funny. So let's give it a listen. Hey, you know, I, I like that, man. We did right. evolve. We did a lot of oh, that's locked. things. That's locked. That's locked. No, like locked doors. There. Yeah, just like last year, you know, right. I locked doors, you know. No more locked doors, okay? No more locked doors. Hey, man, don't worry. I know how you feel about locked doors. Let's try this one. Let's see if this one will Oh, <laughs> locked again. Come locked on, fam. Again, man. Come on, fam. Oh, a lot man. of locked that doors there, there, man. Like, hey, you know what? Let's try this one. Let's try this. Oh, oh my God. That one's open. Oh, oh. that's exactly what we're going to be doing this year, 2019. Tell them again. That's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be opening up doors, that's fam. Right. Yeah. They were really excited about that door being open. They actually, that <laughs> popped me because <clears throat> before that, I was just like, these class clowns. These class clowns. Oh, yeah. Uh, but no, I I wanted I did make a note about this promo, which was that Montez Ford dresses how you want to look. Yes. Whereas his partner dresses how you want to feel. Hey man, I like that. And they make a good team together then. They I mean, we'll see. We'll see if they stick together. Um you know. I will say I will say this. Montez Ford is Super talented, and I have been wanting to see him in a singles match because I feel like he performs so well, and then it, it just disappears because Dawkins comes out. And Dawkins is fun to watch too, but I don't know if he he's ready for singles. Montez is definitely ready for like Montez some has some stuff. flashier offensive stuff. So what yeah. usually happens is that he sort of fills the role of that hot tag because yeah. he's going to come out and do crazy shit. But yeah, um, I've also seen uh, I've I've gotten to see uh, uh, Angelo Dawkins on a couple of live shows. Yeah, we saw, and him. Uh, I think we got to see him Almost. get the hot tag last time, right? Uh oh yeah, it was yeah he got the hot tag in St Charles yeah, for sure, and, uh, which he can do. Uh, I, yeah, these guys are fun. Yeah. Um, there's like their humor isn't super deep. They're just really, uh, charismatic together. Yeah. 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 So I like them. I will say I want to go to that Bartel Eichner match. I don't, I don't have the name oh, yeah. of the other team because it was a squash match. I didn't see the name of the other team. Did you pick it out? Uh, you know, a little pink, pink tights and red tights uh but yeah eichner and bartell was a team that kind of came together on nxt uk first oh oh i didn't know they came together on nxt uk i gotta catch that episode because just seeing them come out together i was surprised by that and a hundred percent on board immediately because those two guys talk about people you hate but for the good reasons these are the two guys because they're very good at what they do they're very good at delivering the hatred that they spew out at the crowd and at other wrestlers they are like they're performing on another level here and they're together and they have a lot of chemistry together in this match i well, they're, I they're, love they're they are there to slow down that match and make the good guys suffer although yeah. their offense in this was pretty fun to watch oh my god um, dude they did but, eichner is so strong both of them are very big guys very tall guys 
But Eichner is so strong. Like, you, of course you saw it. Eichner throw, tosses the guy up in the air. Bartel catches him. <laughs> and then uh, German suplex, which is like he slams him backward. And, you know, for the non-watchers out there, because we do have people who don't watch. He slams sure. him backward, but doesn't even hit his own back on the mat. He He does a bridge. From that impact. Yeah, he goes right into a bridge. Uh, what just Eichner, happened? Fabian Eichner's from Italy. Yeah. Uh, Marcel Bartel's from Germany. Yeah. And they hired... What's his name? I Shoot, I'm blanking. The other German guy. Who's the other German guy? Yeah. One name, know. just one name, Walter. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, was that 100%? They hired Walter. Uh Anyway, I I don't know. I okay. yeah, they hired anyway. Walter. Walter's okay. Walter signed. So I okay. I just I like with the press conference where Triple H talks about NXT UK being the mm-hmm. blueprint for what they're going to do in future territories. Um, I would think some mainland Europe thing is bound to happen at some point. So yeah. these guys eventually may be a part of that. Right now, it's a really like effective tag team that can be used in NXT UK or NXT. Um, and you immediately understand what they're all about. Yeah. We have not been exposed to either of these guys a whole ton, no. just a few matches each, but immediately when they came out, they were well-established enough to where their pairing made sense. I expected them to be a good team. Yeah. No, I mean, like, we talked about needing or wanting story to know why people are fighting, and I just get the aura from these guys that they just... They just want to kill people, you know? And they're trying to hurt. Yeah, they're trying to hurt your friends. I accept it because I've been talking how there's not a, a, a tag team that we are supposed to hate. You know, uh, Undisputed Era are so likable. All the other tag teams are likable and heroes. Like, Undisputed Era is the only villainous... They're bullies. They're not like villainous. They're just like slightly bully. Uh, they care about each other. I don't know if Eichner and Bartel actually care about each other, right? They're just kind of like, you can do this, I can do this, let's do it together kind of thing. Um, but we actually hate this team and it's fun to hate them. And we finally have that with NXT and that makes me excited. Right. Yeah. Most of the time, like I said, they're going to slow down the match and put the boots to your hero. Yeah. That's what they're there to do. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, this European Union, as they've been called, this is a good. This is oh, good. Uh, that's their name. Preview of what's. I don't know if that's their name, but they were referred to that as that by NXT UK commentary and NXT commentary. So, yeah. uh, I don't know. I think. I think at this point, it's not like a a guarantee that we're always going to see them as a team. Like we've just seen them as a team a couple times, mm-hmm. but I think they're they're working. So I think it's going to stick. I love it. Bartel, I, I loved his match, his singles match on NXT that we saw. I loved Eichner's. So glad that they're a team now, and I hope we see more of that because I'm fully behind it. It is amazing. Um, our last match of the night was EC3 versus Adam Cole, and that was fun. I, I had a question like, why wasn't this a fish match? Because he still has... To me, that was the thing EC3 had was the feud with Fish. I didn't know he had a feud with Adam Cole. Um, yeah, I mean, this was the next step in, in the next uh, step in that because, um, Cole was, this was getting one back for his buddy. Oh, Of course, Fish was very vocal on the outside. Got it. Uh, so 
Yeah, I think that's the next step. Uh, EC3 makes a hero's entrance, whereas Undisputed Era makes their obnoxiously long entrance where they each have five poses Yeah, <laughs> that they cycle through. Yeah. And you're okay with it because Undisputed okay Era is so it. funny. Yeah, I love it. it. Nothing they do is more uh, annoying to me than when EC3 says, say my name. Oh my god. Any wrestler who says say my name, I'm gonna root against them automatically. Unless it's Velveteen Dream. You wanted Alistair Black to say his name, right? That I mean, that is different because it was a part of the I mean like Yeah, no, I that was know. built up. That was built up. EC three doesn't maybe, have any Maybe this. Up. Maybe I just want to say Dream's name and I don't want to say EC three. Yeah. EC three's name. That's probably <laughs> it. I could see that. I what's so funny is like I like EC three. I, oh, yeah. He, I, and actually, this was a good match. EC3 was awesome in this match. Yeah. But his character, the way he portrays his character in ring is no different than Kona Reeves to me. Because he says, say my name a lot, and he does the EC3 a lot, and Kona Reeves just says, I'm the finest. And it's the exact it's the exact same thing. There's well, no EC3, difference. EC3, I would have assumed to be a heel guy. Right? Because that's what that's I thought sort well, of... He, I thought he was coming yeah. in as a heel too, and he. But I, I don't know. I think it might might have uh, sort of turned. I think just his reaction was so positive at first. Yeah, maybe they thought we wanted to love him. I don't know. Yeah, but he's. Oh, I mean, he's still over with the crowd, and and yeah. this match was really good. I mean, this was a well worked match. Uh, what did you think? I, I thought it was a fun match. I liked. Um, EC3 gets distracted easily. Like, he gets mad, right? So, uh, Undisputed Era, they got their guys on the outside of the ring. They know that, so they're going to try to take advantage of it and distract EC3, which they did, and successfully, because he tried to knock all of them out by punching them, but by the time he got to around doing three of them, he turns around and Cole was there to uh, super kick for the finish, right? Um, I, th- I thought it was uh, well-paced, EC3 did his signature moves. You got to see what you wanted to see with EC3. Um, and Cole was super smart, man. He hung in there. And there's a big size difference. Right. But Cole is so smart of a wrestler that you believe the advantages he gets when he takes them. Like he's calculating and he pulls off those moves believably. I I think it's and wonderful when Adam Cole is in the ring, no matter who his opponent is. It's fun. EC3 beat Bobby Fish, even with the... Uh involvement of Mm -hmm. undisputed era so it kind of makes sense that he would still come out and not have any help Uh, and he's of course the top one percent i mean why does he have to worry about the bottom 99 yeah Uh, right but after the match i mean adam cole wins with a little help and then they they attack ec3 again just like they did with the match that that bobby fish lost yeah and uh then the war raiders come out and roe does something I haven't seen before. They, He picks up, I think it was Roddy. I wrote down Roddy. He picks up Roddy and then they put um, Fish on top of Roddy. So now Roe is holding both Roddy Strong and Fish. And then he like power bombs both of them. It was cool. And yeah. it reminded me of how valuable Undisputed Era is on this show. Oh my God. With how they can carry multiple feuds yeah. at a time. And you can always count on whatever those feuds are, the matches are typically going to deliver. So yep. um, here we have Undisputed Era, the tag team, feuding with War Raiders, which I could see more of that. I think it would be really fun. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, they are, right? I mean, War Raiders is supposed to fight Undisputed Era at TakeOver. Is that correct? I think that's yes. right. Yes, I think that's right. Yeah. So when is that TakeOver? That TakeOver is just prior to the Royal Rumble, so that will be the 26th. 26th, okay, yeah. Which yeah. is a day after Kingdom Hearts 3? And Kyle, look at the time. I mean, we, we recap this whole episode. We had an idea for another activity, but do oh, you want to just tee it up for another episode? Yeah, so um, we're trying to figure out... We've done a, some silly segments in the past. Silly as in we just like to have fun and kind of warm up sometimes with some word activities or whatever, word games. And um, we've got kind of a creator wrestler thing going on here. So my wife... Uh, had this idea and I thought it was really funny and I haven't read any of these cards yet. So she made me three bowls with um, pieces of paper in them, characteristics, purpose, and backstory. So we choose a card from each of those that makes our wrestler. And then we kind of talk about it, uh, talk about that wrestler, how we see him fitting in with NXT and maybe who like a good feud with him is. Um, yeah, we won't do it with this episode, but we'll definitely do it in the next. And we were just trying to figure out where to work it in. But after the recap, that kind of makes sense, right? It would be fun. And I'm looking forward to it because I feel like once I get those three things down, the purpose, backstory, and what was the other one? Characteristic. Characteristics. Yeah. We can name them. We can come up with a name. Yeah, that'd be really fun. Anyway. And then, yeah. I've always had this dream of... I want to do a D&D game that's wrestling, but I want to do it as a, like a recording, you know, like a podcast. I've always wanted to do that, um, but obviously we wouldn't do it on here. I just, that would be so much fun. That could be fun. Um, you just spoke it into existence. Yeah, I guess we'll have to do it. Yep. Okay. Well, that's been, can I say this? That's been next up NXT? That's been, yeah. And so tune in to NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool. Uh, it's going to be better than you think it's going to be. I am excited. I think it's going to be great. So you think it's going to be better than great? I'm, I'm talking directly to the listener, but yeah, I think it's going to be great plus one. <laughs> well, good. Because uh, what time is that tomorrow for us, right? Is it a different time? Is it live? Yeah, check out the listings because uh, it's happening, obviously, in Blackpool, England. So, yeah. uh, you know, a little earlier for us Americans. Um, so I think it's 2 p.m. Eastern, wow. 1 p.m. Central. That is early. Okay. Yeah, time diff. <laughs> yeah. I Again, we're at the end of the episode and we're both like, uh-huh. Like, we don't know how to really end it, so... Um... Well, this is where you, um, right after I'm done saying this, plug in just a perfect clip from the show. Oh, I do that every time. Not really. From NXT. Yeah, do that. I've not done that. But I, okay. Thanks for speaking that into existence. Now I have to pull up uh, <laughs> WWE Network. nine ninety nine a month. That is not a sponsor. Speaking of sponsors, anydayrose.com slash anchor, promo code anchor, gets you 15% off and free shipping. It is a really nice rosé. We both drank it on an episode a few weeks ago. Uh, I finished all mine. I think you finished all yours. It's a really good cider, and it's got actual rosé in it, not like other rosés who have the name rosé but don't have rosé in it, you know? So, it's a yummy cider, and mm -hmm. uh, it's a unique cider, and that's 
the best thing I can say about it. I, how many stars would, would you give? Out of how many stars are you letting me have? Out of four stars, I give it five stars. Yeah, I'd say if you gave me four stars, I would kick in a few extra stars. Sure. You would generate an extra star yeah. with your love for the drink. Yeah, I think so. I, I love it. And I think the perfect time to get some is now. Order it now, and then you'll have it for takeover uh, on the 26th. And that is the perfect drink for some, maybe make yourself some barbecue. Goes well with that. Some meats. And Ooh, I can uh, see like grilled, like a grilled chicken. Yeah. Hot dogs. With the rosé. Oh, man. Yeah. Anything meat-wise with the rosé would be really good. So do that. Grilled and, asparagus and chicken? Yeah. And I keep, I keep forgetting to say this, man. When you order it, there's a little box that says, how'd you hear of us? Just say, next up NXT. Uh, you know, that's all you gotta say. Next up NXT. That helps. Um, anyway, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. We love you guys. Yeah. We love, love all of you. Yep. Bye. Bye.